We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. What's going on? It is the Bart Winkler Show. It is the 1st of May, the posting of this episode, a new month in which we will break down zero Bucks games. That's right. Thought this podcast would be a Game 7 recap as the Bucks mount their historic comeback to battle off the eight-seeded Heat and take on the Knicks in the first round of the playoffs to start on Tuesday. That's the alternate universe that we don't get to be a part of. Instead, on Sunday, we saw the Knicks lose to the Miami Heat. We saw Jimmy Butler go down in a very Zadarius Smith-like faction where he was down and it looked like he would never play again, and then he stayed on the field. Now, I don't know how bad the ankle is, the Heat kind of using him as a decoy, but it worked as the Miami Heat beat the New York Knicks in game one at Madison Square Garden in front of um, the New York Jets starting quarterback. The... Heat, I think it's an interesting study into how their guys that did against us are going to do in this series. That's what we looked at with the Celtics. Remember Grant Williams last year, Al Horford? Both of those guys were just dynamic against us, pulverizing us. And then against the Warriors in the finals, they sucked. So you look at some of these guys. Is Kevin Love going to be good? Had some nice passes, a couple of threes. He had nine points. Jimmy Butler, he wasn't his dominant self, 25 and 11. That's still pretty good. But then again, tweaked his ankle towards the end. Duncan Robinson, who shot 73% against us from three in that series, was 0 for 5 from three. They had real nice performances out of Gabe Vincent, who was making shots that he did make against us. So I don't know if that makes you feel better or makes you feel worse. Kyle Lowry with 30 minutes off the bench and 18 points. Again, I don't know what makes you feel better or makes you feel worse. If that matters, I want the heat to lose desperately. And I'm kind of going back and forth with myself. Are the heat, the team I hate the most because it's been the Celtics for a few years, but before that it was the heat. And so I think it's just usually whatever team beats us. I just don't want to see them do well. I would have to think if the Celtics beat us this year, and then for some reason, you know, it's not the way the playoffs went, but then, played in the next series against the Heat, like I would root against the Celtics. But if it's vice versa, I'm going to root against the Heat. If the Heat have to play the Celtics next round, getting ahead of ourselves, I I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I would do. I need the Knicks. Even if the Sixers win, like if the Sixers, we've had our share with the Sixers, but we've been on different storylines. You know, we haven't really intersected. We played, we had some regular season games that got chippy, but in the playoffs, like, them winning a championship year this year doesn't hurt me. It doesn't do anything to me. The Knicks winning, I, in fact, that's what I'm going to root for in the East. The Celtics would bother me. The Heat would actually hurt me. And I know there's still some contingents of fans that think, well, if we lose to the team that wins the title, it makes us look better. But we're already negotiating with ourselves, thanks to our leader, Giannis, if this season was a failure or not. Like, Rooting for the team that beats you, it's just its another way to be comfortable with losing. I don't want them to do well. I don't, want, I don't want to look at the season and say, well, we lost to the eventual champ. That doesn't do anything for me. I want them to feel the same pain that I felt. 
I'll always be that way. I've always been that way. And I always have a hard time understanding the other way around it. So that's where we're at right now in terms of how this is going to shake out with the Eastern Conference Finals. Do have a message. Um, this is a voicemail, the Carl's Place voicemail lines, 402-915-BART. Carl's Place, of course, golf simulators. The weather has been really bad. It snowed throughout the, you know, the town, the state, the town, the state, the city, the region. You didn't go golfing this weekend. You could have gone golfing in your house this weekend. Carl of ET.com backslash BART. 402-915-BART, a uh, voicemail on the Eastern Conference playoffs. Go heat, bitch. Ah, it seems I have forgotten to delete that one from the other day. It is kind of funny that I'm starting with the NBA. i gotten some weird Twitter interactions this weekend, including somebody that asked a bunch of people on the radio and then my dumb ass what the lead story is this weekend. I think the lead story is the Packers draft. But as I sat down, I started talking about the NBA. It is fresh on the mind because uh, just watched the Warriors win in game seven against the Kings. And my whole family was over for the game today outside of my brother who does work. I don't know if you guys know this for Golden State. And I'm very happy to see Golden State win. And I know that that is unfortunate for a lot of people. I was not in on the Kings thing. Um, Maybe I should have been. Maybe I would have been another year. But. Uh, you know, I'm a Warriors guy. Now, had the Warriors lost, look, they got four rings. I love my brother, but, you know, I'm still kind of reeling with this Bucks thing. Uh, I'm just – I had a nice DraftKings day, so I'm feeling really good about that. But also, it's great to see Steph, you know, 50 points, oldest person I think ever to do that in a game seven, certainly the highest-scoring Warrior. And now you're going to get a Warriors-Lakers series, which I know the Kings and Lakers have had their, you know, uh, controversy 20 years ago but I'm really intrigued on a Warriors-Lakers series. And I think the NBA has got to be very happy. They got Miami and the Knicks. They got Warriors and Lakers. They got uh, Boston and Philly. And then they have Phoenix and Denver. Phoenix losing pretty sizable to Denver. I was kind of surprised about that. Phoenix, my team, to come out of the West. The three teams I think will come out of the West are either Phoenix or L.A. or Golden State. It'd be Phoenix... Golden State and L.A. in that order. And we're going to see L.A. and Golden State wrap up. Everything I said about the Grizzlies came true. They're too young. They're talking too much. Uh, Dylan Brooks. I mean, you can't be the heel and then beg to be the face. You know, you're, you're not Baron Corbin in Paris here, real inside weekend wrestling reference. So I just thought, like, they need to figure out what they need to be. And then as far as the Bucs, uh, I got a voicemail here from Spark Guy. He's got a few topics on his mind, and this was actually before game five. So I think at one point he references that the Bucs are going to win the series. That obviously does not come true. The rest of the voicemail has a lot of good angles that we can talk about, so I will play it. This is Spark Guy from Wednesday morning of last week before the Bucs did lose in game five. Spark Guy here, two things. Uh, first one, did want to comment on your comments about kids dress up at school. Um, I currently live in a community that was on the news yesterday because, uh, you know, uh, they're worried about the CRT and uh, sex ed. And there was a woman at the school board meeting flopping around a dildo yelling about this and that. And that's the one topic I would get in front of the school board on. No more dress-up days. The kids don't dress up. They never have. They just never were those kids. And they're doing dress-up days even into the, the middle schools. And then every day it's like this controversy, like, do we dress up because they don't want to, but then they only don't want to be the only one that didn't. And it's just like, when did this become an issue? I find the schools, that's a far bigger issue than all the things people are protesting about. So I agree with you. It sounds like you're talking about uh, dress up days, like spirit week. What's wrong? There's nothing wrong with spirit week. It's just the problem that I had last week is that it was book day at my kid's daycare and you're supposed to dress up like a book character. So we did, and no one else did. But meanwhile, these kids will wear whatever they want on any other day. And I don't I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I, I like Spirit Week. Sometimes, yeah, it's like, oh, she, like this week is Teacher Appreciation Week at my daycare. And I found out on Friday that on Monday, I have to bring a flower. And then on Tuesday, I have to bring, like, their favorite food. And then on Wednesday, we have to, like, write a note. And not that I don't have the time to do it, but... 
you know, I just, it's a lot of pressure. And then if I don't bring something and someone else brings something, then there's one kid in the class that every party we ever go to says no gifts, but this kid always brings a gift. And it's always like an extravagant gift. He like brings the gift that uh, Santa Claus would typically bring. It's like, hey man, like if you're gonna bring a like bring a bring a juice box, bring a little Hot Wheel that you got out of the bin for a buck ninety nine, you're bringing some heavy duty gifts. It was like a guy bought him like a bike and then like a private lesson from Tony Hawk to skateboard. It was crazy, crazy. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. Here's more from Spark Guy. Entirely unneeded stress. One thing I didn't want to talk about is the Bucks fan base. I've been critical of this U.S. Um, the unnecessary stress. People are just not ready for a playoff run. This this is before Game Five. They're going to win that one, and I still think they're going to win the series. Ah. That said, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to pivot a little bit as time goes on. I do give the local fans some credit, a good amount of credit for being critical of the team. I mean, there's lots of discussion. What do we do with Bud? What do we do with Middleton? How do we do this? How do we do that? That's healthy. That's the expectation of having a world-class team that you want to see the most come out of. And I certainly think that Packer fans and Brewer fans could learn a lot from the critical uh, thinking, at least on that angle. So not the worrying and the I'm worrying in advance. I agree with you still on that, but critically looking at your team and hoping that they do the right things and holding them to account when they don't. Bucks fans are on point for that. I do think they're correct in doing that, and I think that's the mark of a healthy fan base. Brewer fans, I mean, come on. After what happened last year, Packer fans, after all of this ineptitude, and considering this Rogers trade wasn't a victory, it was ineptitude across the board. So I'm going to give them some credit. We're going to win today. We're going to win this series, and we're going to be right back in the mix. I, I feel it. Take care, buddy. Yeah, well, I mean, that obviously didn't happen. But I do think there will be some changes to the Bucks this offseason. I certainly do. I know that we all got that terrible news about uh, Mike Budenholzer's brother who passed away in a car crash. And I really don't want to be insensitive or overly. I don't know what that, I don't, I don't know what that affects. I don't know how it affected him. I don't know how that affects his future. It is a terrible thing that occurred. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know like the appropriate way to talk about that. And so I'm just, I'm not going to, Uh, I think from the Bucks point of view is if they had won a title this year with Brooke and, uh, Middleton and Drew, then I would just I would just squeeze out every drop of that onion, or that doesn't make sense, but whatever. I would just go with it. This is your team. They got you to pay everybody, be nice, you know, give them until they're la- on their last legs. But now I think there is an opportunity here because of how much they did fail. I think there's an opportunity here to pivot, and the Bucks I think need to get a little younger. Like, we've seen Giannis play with guys that can play around him. Drew and Middleton and Brooke and Pat and Grayson, you know, Bobby. These guys can play around him. What if we saw guys that could play around him that were a little bit younger? So I would like to see some youth infused in this team. And I know we've traded away a lot of that youth, but I would like to see some youth. I am going to silently and quietly hope this is on the other side of the youth, but I, I don't think there's a non-zero chance. I don't think I'm using that right. I think there is, it's in the realm of possibility. Like my Damian Lillard. I, I think there's, I don't know how, but I would explore that at every possible turn to get him in here. Um, you know, Middleton player option. Do you do something with that? Brooke free agent. Do you even offer drew drew's on podcast? And he said this elsewhere. He is going to retire at the end of this contract. So what, like what motivation will you have? I mean, there's a chance that only Giannis of those four comes back there. I think there really is. I think it's more likely that most of the core is retained. You know, you chalk it up to injury, chalk it up to bad luck. But I think there is an opportunity if they want to, to pivot. We'll see if that's something that John Horst uh, explores here over the next couple of next couple of weeks and months. I'm Bart Winkler. 
Thanks to Dan Shaney. Dan Shaney Insurance is a part of this stream, although this episode is actually not on video streaming. You can catch up some of our streams from last week. We'll have more video streams coming up this week. Going to try to talk with some people about the Bucks. I do want to check in with Horvat this week. Him and I have been exchanging drunk text about the Packers. We'll talk about the Packers in a moment. Dan Shaney, by the way, does bring you all of our streams. You can check him out. He is a local insurance agent, and he's an independent agent. So he's working for you, essentially. Like, there's companies he works with, but he is working for you. DanShaney.com, 414-732-2542. 414-732-2542. You can also get that on the website, BartWinklerShow.com. We'll come back. We'll talk some Packers. I've seen a lot of high grades on this draft. Most Packer fans are happy with it. Some may never be happy with anything, but I've seen a lot of high Packer uh, grades on this draft. We'll talk about the Packers on the Bart Winkler Show. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, I think the expectations for our, our whole football team are very high, and um, and certainly for Jordan as well. You know, I don't think we're going to put any ceilings on that, right? And um, you know, hopefully these guys can come in and learn and and grow and um, and add to that mix. You know, but yeah, I think the you know I don't want to put I don't want to say expectations are low. I think expectations are high, and um, we'll kind of see how it goes. But um, you know, we're excited. Ryan Gudikins talking after round two and three. Packers did a good job getting Jordan Love some weapons or at least some warm bodies at this point to throw to and to incorporate in that offense and as we wrap up the draft Packers did a lot of trading wheeling and dealing we talked about the first round pick Lucas Van Ness and uh, out of Iowa now he did not start games in Iowa so I've seen some people ripping on him for not starting in Iowa and then I also see the comparisons to a future J.J. Watt and I'll remind people that what teams should do with contracts and with draft picks is project for the future. That's what they should do. I kind of said if the Bucks win, you know, a second title, it's like a victory lap sort of thing. There's different circumstances for that. But what you should do is don't pay a guy because of what he did. Pay him for what he will do. Don't draft a guy because what he did in college. Draft him for what he can do for you. And I think that Lucas Van Ness is in that territory for the Packers. Packers then in round two, uh, tight ends start to go off the board, so they take one out of Oregon State, Luke Musgrave. Jaden Reed out of Michigan State. 
Now, a lot of us looked at different wide receivers. I don't know that we had him number one on our wish list. Uh, I think he did perform well in most games for the Spartans. He was shown to be wearing number one. The Packers have since changed that to number 11. Number one is not officially retired, but has only been worn by one guy, and that was Curly Lambeau in the 20s. Packers then come back and take another tight end in Tucker Craft. They take a defensive lineman, Colby Wooden, out of Auburn. Sean Clifford goes, the quarterback uh, from Penn State in the fifth round. And I'm not sure Sean Clifford's that good. But this is the guy that they had for a visit, and this is the guy they want to bring in. And it's a backup quarterback. Maybe they still pick up a veteran at some point. You had to get one at some point in this draft. It wasn't just going to be Jordan Love and Danny Etling. So maybe there's a guy available. Maybe there's a guy you like from one of these spring leagues that they bring into camp. But the Packers did need somebody there, so they bring in Sean Clifford. It's not like they were going to go out and you know draft the guy. To... Sean Clifford is not the heir apparent to anybody. He is a backup quarterback and was drafted as such. Dontavian Wicks, the wide receiver out of Virginia. Uh, should be an interesting prospect. Carl Brooks, edge rusher, Bowling Green. Packers took a kicker. Anders Carlson, brother of Daniel, although statistically he's not very good, but that could spell the end for Mason Crosby if it hasn't already. Carrington Valentine, cornerback Kentucky. Lou Nichols the third, who is a big Maction play. I spent a lot of Tuesdays and Wednesdays filling up lineups with this running back out of Central Michigan. Anthony Johnson Jr., the cornerback out of Ohio State, and then Grant DuBose, the wide receiver out of Charlotte. They then picked up 13 more guys, I believe, off the uh, unrestricted free agent um, part of this all. I don't really know too many names. There's a really funny story. I forget who said it, uh, and I wish he would say it more, but uh, I guess one time with the Packers, there was under, uh, this is this is so this is so funny. Uh, one time with the Packers, there was a guy that they wanted to bring in uh, as an unrestricted free agent, undrafted, and uh, they said it's a thousand dollar bonus. And the guy said, "Oh, geez, I oh was it Andrew Brandt's story? I have to look it up." But he said, "Oh, Mr. Brandt, I can get you two hundred. I'll get you the the next by next week." And 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 Brandt then goes, "No, no, no." We pay you. <laughs> they they give, him, they give him. Imagine this. Imagine this. They're telling him they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna give him a thousand dollar bonus. They're gonna this is the bonus he gets. He's thinking, oh my god, I just made an NFL team, but I gotta pay to play. I got two hundred now. I'll give you the next uh, the rest next week. No, no, no. We pay you. Oh, blessed Jesus. The laughter you provide us is enriching my soul. <laughs> we pay you. I think this draft was good. Uh, and I think, like, it's going to be interesting to see how things materialize. I would still think the Packers are going to be better than a lot of people I don't know. I, I I say a lot of people a lot, but what is the read on this Packer team? I got to be careful not to cloud, and this is why, why I need to talk to Horvat this week. A lot of what I'm getting from Packer fans is Horvat texting me 15 times a day, yelling at me for rooting for a suit instead of uh, following his love, Aaron Rodgers, to the New York Jets. I like this draft. I think it's going to give the chance for Jordan Love to perform. I think it's going to give a chance to see like what Matt LaFleur wants to do, and I think we've seen that. We've gotten that from the offense, but then then we didn't. And so we'll see what it looks like. I'm excited for this season. The excitement of the unknown. I don't need to win 10 and 11 games this year if we're going to lose in the playoffs in a heartbreaking way. You know, every team's a little bit different. The way I feel about the Brewers, the Bucks, the Packers, I, I don't think that it's healthy to compare them all or to treat them all in the same way. They're all different. With the Packers, I want to root for excitement. I want to root for the unknown. I want to root for what could be. I think there's great potential here. There's a lot that I don't know what's going to happen. I find that exciting. I'm excited to watch Jordan Love. I actually do think he will be good. So I'm excited to see that. And, you know, could Goody have taken a different guy here or a different guy there? Sure. But these are the guys that they decided would be best for the Packers. You know, I don't know if you think Brian Gutekunst is good at what he does. And a lot of these GMs, like, are they really good at what they do? 
but I can't for a second question that he doesn't at least think he has the best interest of the Packers in mind with this draft. I, I can't like, he's not, he's not taking Sean Clifford because like he thinks there's something there or there's, so there's a reason for it. You know, there's, there's, there's a reason they're bringing these guys on the team and a bunch of the names I just said, you know, maybe they're not on the team. Maybe, maybe one of them's a future pro bowler. Maybe, maybe one of them's a super bowl MVP someday. Who knows? I think it's crazy a little bit. And this is another thing that I've been kind of dealing with this weekend is, you know, I just, I don't know, man, with the draft, because I watch a lot of these guys in college. And why the draft is interesting for me is I also watch the pros. And so I like to find out where the guys in college are going to play in the pros. And sometimes it's interesting. Oh, the Lions took this running back Gibbs there. We didn't think he'd go till later. And was he really, should he really have gone there? You know, it's interesting to like break down and negotiate that. Oh, can you believe Will Levis is falling? So many people mocked him here. Oh my God, they took that guy. Oh my God. Like it's fun to do that stuff. But I also think that the draft, uh, what what does uh, Nagler call it? The industrial draft complex. They do a really disingenuine job of trying to say, no, bad, hate it. Yes, good, love it. We got to see how these guys play out, you know? And a lot of guys are going to get drafted into different situations. I use the Draymond Green example. I don't think too many people would have been doing backflips over Draymond Green coming to their team out of Michigan State in the second round. You know, know, he's a good player. He does this. But the kind of player he is and the system he was in, he was the perfect guy for the perfect time. So you got to just let these things play out. I think in the draft you do have to let them play out. I'm intrigued to see how it works. I think positionally we can say, oh, okay, clearly they had a focus on offense. They took a couple of different tight ends. There's something they want to do with this offense. I think it gives us a good imprint of what they want the offense to look like. But I got to be honest with you. And and maybe you're into it. Maybe you're not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not jerking off over to these RAS scores. I just can't deal with it. Uh, these these RAS scores. You see them on Twitter. The little green thing in the middle. And this might be a part of like, oh, I didn't grow up with uh, you know uh, OBP. I didn't. I grew up with batting average. I didn't grow. I just grew up with uh, you know. Is he good or not? So maybe it's me at, at 38. But I can't like. <sighs> I just. Like I, I look, I need, I need to look up and see the player. I don't want to look down at my notes and then my notes tell me about the player. I still want to see the player. And if that makes me old school, then that also, I think maybe makes me right. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I really don't know. I know Goody always drafts guys that have a high of this RAS score. So you can kind of predict who he's going to take and, Maybe it is something the Packers – I still don't understand what it means. It's like a combination of their, how fast they are, how fast they run a three-cone, how much they bench press. Like, is the guy good or not? I know that this is very simpleton of me, but this is me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into it. I feel more comfortable saying the things I'm not into for some reason. I'm not into that. I'm not into Marquette. Fuck them. I'm not into hockey, and I – I just wish I could, but I'll just never get there. There was nothing to watch after the Warriors-Kings game. And I'm with my family, and we're trying to find something else on TV. And I'm bouncing around. There's some post-game. Oh, there's a USFL game. I threw in the Badger spring game that I had taped. And my brother says, hey, the there's a game seven going on in hockey. Boston and the Panthers. I go, all right, I'll turn it on. And I had it on and I just wasn't interesting, interested in it. And the game was a great epic classic game set. That's just not for me. Uh, I do want to I'll quickly take this time to give our condolences to Matt in the falls. He was our wild correspondent. Uh, it looked like he gave us a voicemail before the wild were officially eliminated. This was from Friday night around 10.30. Hey, Bart. It's me. Um, going into the third period of game six here. While they're down 3-0. Just for more of the same. Can't kill the penalty. Can't convert on the penalty. We're fanning great opportunities. Missing passes. 
letting opportunities turn into breakaways for them. It's, I mean, Omnir's incredible. So, barring a miracle, the season's over. Um, not a huge surprise, but I didn't think the Bucks would also be done. So, uh, I guess sports are canceled for the spring. So, um, well, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. Jeez. It's gonna fade off into the <laughs> Wow. A very somber Matt in the Falls. I do have another voicemail from him that we'll play later that uh, I did laugh out loud a few times when listening to it for the first time. Some of the Packer voicemails that came in after the Packers drafted Lucas Van Ness and just some outlook on the team overall. This is from John and Franklin coming in on Friday morning. Good morning, everybody. John and Franklin. We thought on the draft. I know these are late, but this is just how it's got to be for now for me. Um, I can't, you know, I watched the draft and especially some of the interviews with the top guys, you know, these honestly are players that I rooted against. I was always rooting for the underdog. I feel like college football is kind of unfair with the certain schools getting all the best players. But when you individually see these guys talk and get up on the stage, it's hard not to root for them. And it's encouraging as an older older guy to see the these young guys and their whole careers in front of them and the enthusiasm they you know they're going to bring to it and it's uh, it's encouraging to me what's encouraging to me was the Packers selection and it's nothing against this uh, kid we picked I don't know that much about them which is probably part of my problem um I'm, a, I'm just about value when it comes to the draft. With the Packers, this was the same thing with Rashawn Gary. And you can say Rashawn Gary was a great pickup. But, I mean, it took a while, and, you know, then he gets hurt. And when we really needed him, you know, which he can't really help, obviously. But I, I think the jury's out on whether, you know, that was just a great pick. And I just think we're going down the same road again. You know, from what I hear, I'm, I don't know more than these people in the Packers draft room, but I'm just going by value. And it seemed to me for a team that may not be picking this high again for a while, or, you know, we will, I just am always looking for value. And it seemed to me that we're sure that if we were going to go with somebody who wasn't like this crazy playmaker, which is understandable because the Packers don't do that, it seems to me like it would have been a good time to get a big ugly. Um, go offensive line, something like that. I, you know, that I would have bit the bullet on because those picks are never usually, you know, unless you're the Lions or a perennial losing team that has, you know, command of the top picks every single year. Um, I wouldn't have minded biting the bullet on that. But uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully they know more than we do. And, uh, We'll go from there. But uh, for the first-round pick, I, I would have went, went a different direction, especially with the Lions grabbing the second running back off the board. Nobody saw that. Um, I'm out. All right, John and Franklin. And while I hear from John, just a glance at the Packers' depth chart and kind of a you know a rough estimation of where things could be, Jordan loves your starting quarterback, of course. Battle for the backup job. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and then a battle between Patrick Taylor and Lou Nichols the third. The receiver group is young, and so I, I would like a lot of Jordan Love. And you've seen some video maybe over the weekend. He's working out. Uh, Watson, Dubs, Jaden Reed, Wicks, Torrey, uh, the Melton Cotton City Council meeting, Grant DuBose. There's interest there. I mean, that's certainly not going to be, uh, you know, you don't have a Devontae Adams or a Tyreek Hill or a uh, Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson or, you know, these are young guys, but they have the opportunity to step up and make a name for themselves. The tight end room is very interesting. Musgrave, Kraft, DeGuara, and Davis. And there's a chance they keep all four of those dudes. Offensive line, Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Myers, Runyon, and Yash right now. Uh, they need some depth there. The defense, 
I think last year I came into the season thinking that that defense on paper could be as good as any that I've seen in a long time. And the problem right now is, you know, when's Rashawn Gary come back? What's Devondre Campbell going to give you? Do they have a starting safety? You know, there are some holes defensively. And we'll see how else they can try to fill that over the the up-and-coming summer or if some of these guys are going to step up. And I do, I do wonder, you know, we, we shit on the spring league a lot. Shout out to my DC defenders getting it done, going to the final XFL final. Actually in two weeks, they're going to do a super bowl kind of break, you know, to hype everybody up for the XFL championship, AKA the formerly known as Miller million dollar game. But there's a lot of guys in those leagues that could pop up on some of these rosters. So you never know. Maybe that maybe we do see the benefit of having two spring leagues and maybe it benefits a young team like the Packers. Got a voicemail from Patty, 402-915-BART. Good morning, Bart. It's Patty. Um, I know I tweeted this to you uh, the other day, but I just wanted to touch on a couple of things. And this first thing was what I was alluding to in my tweet. But um, I just wanted to thank you for your live pod that night. And I think it was um, one of your other callers, John and Franklin, who uh, called you real. And I 100% agree with him. You may be a lot of things to a lot of people, but nobody can ever say that you are not yourself. And I think that's just what makes your pod awesome. Um, And it was really like the therapy we all needed or didn't think we needed, but did. So um, I just give you mad props for that. I thought it was awesome. I'm sorry you took it down, but I guess I totally understand why. So, but thanks for giving us those who were able to catch it a nice dose of therapy. I didn't take any. What did I take down? Um, it's still up there, right? I had. I didn't take anything down. I, I mean, I delete tweets all the time, but my every show that I've done is still on there. Somebody else said that I was taking shows down. I think I said I should take it down. But every show's up there. The let me just double check. The show that I was blasted on after Game Five is there. The show that I started to get blasted on, at, yeah, it's all there. Everything's everything should be there, YouTube and and otherwise. I think I said I was going to take it down. I didn't actually take uh, anything down. My face is smattered all over YouTube, and I keep everything up because sometimes people click on a video from three months ago. And I make two cents from it. And that's the kind of shit I need to be doing right now. All right, uh, Patty. Um, But I just wanted to touch on the draft really quick, too. And I was kind of hoping for a little razzle-dazzle from Goody with the JSN pick. But I just know Goody's style too well um, after these last uh, several years. And I just I figured he was going to go defense, and he did. But I like the pick, and I think he may be impactful sooner rather than later. He just needs to get um, some reps as a starter, um, and I think he could make an impact maybe in a year year or two, hopefully. Um, but the whole wide receiver thing, like, I'm so over it because, especially on Twitter, and I should have stayed off Twitter last night, and I didn't, but the slander on Christian Watson and Dobbs, um, everybody's saying the Packers have no wide receivers. Um, they've been in the league for a whole entire year, like one year with a quarterback who wanted as little to do with them as possible. So um, the draft just brings out, I think, the casualest of the casuals, and it's just frustrating. Um, But anyway, Bart, hang in there. It's been a rough week for all of us. Um, We get to see the Brewers this weekend and maybe a little show hay at the uh, at the plate. So um, I'm excited about that. And that'll take my mind off the box, hopefully for a little while and uh, take care. And we'll talk soon. Bye. Draft is so interesting. It's a bunch of us, you know, pontificating for three months, the names that are going to be called. And then as soon as they're called, we try to have the whole book written on these guys right away. And we try to instantly gratify ourselves to see, are they good? Are they bad? Was it a good pick? Was it a bad pick? You know, was all of our efforts paid off? Are we right? Are we smart? You know, because over three months of doing mock drafts and reading stuff, you start to think you know what you're talking about. But a lot of these mock drafts, like, players rise, players fall. Players fall based on the mock drafts. 
based on what the teams want out there, what they're telling you, you know, it's just the whole process is, it just really makes, I think us look vulnerable and I think we get exploited in it. You know, there are some things that teams do that are dumb. There's some things that teams do that are smart. Houston trading back up to get three after drafting young at two or uh, Stroud at two, I think was smart, you know, using your assets to build the best team. I think it's smart, but to all of a sudden say that, all right, Stroud and Houston success, Stroud and Houston shouldn't have done that. I think we're just trying to instantly gratify ourselves a little too quickly. And I don't understand why, if you're looking for gratification, just to pop a gummy. <laughs> right. I mean, right. No, hey guys, he goes, no, we pay you. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Happy place. Hemp promo code is Bart 25% off Uri single order. The gummies, the tinctures, the creams, the THC, the Delta 8s, the Delta 9s. I call them the D8s and the D9s. I go, yo, wife, you want to pop a D9? And she says, uh, I don't know what she says. I'll ask her tonight and get back to you. Never really asked her that. But I have uh, taken them. And I think tonight's a good night. Maybe, you know what? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll uh, tape that hockey game and, and watch it under the influence and see if that does it for me. Yeah, a lot of people are going to be talking about this hockey game today, and I'm just – I'm not there. I want to be there. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not trying to not be there on purpose. I'm just not there. I went out of my way. To, I picked a team. I like the Sabres. I made the playoffs in 10 years. I'm just not there. Just not there. I'm sorry. I am sorry. If you're looking for hockey coverage, I am sorry. If you're looking for Marquette coverage, I hate that. Happy Place Hemp, promo code BART. They're on College Court, Muskego, 25% off. Oh, you guys, uh, speaking of Marquette, you guys missed out. On Saturday night, forward Madison played. I do the PA for them and in Madison, the USL one team. Then after that, Wisconsin and Marquette scrimmaged in soccer. Yeah. It was a friendly, the ref in the middle treated it like it was the world cup final, which was weird, but I'm happy to report that Wisconsin beat Marquette two one. Wisconsin beat Marquette. The winning streak continues. Huge, huge win on Saturday night. Varsity, sing it loud and proud. Uh, I do want to talk some baseball coming up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good weekend series for the Milwaukee Brewers. They face Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, Tungsten, Armo Doyle, and they take two or three from the Angels at home. I think you'll take that. Two to one the final on Friday. They got another great performance out of Wade Miley. Wade goes six innings, seven hits, one earned. He's got a 186 ERA on the season. Uh, Wade Miley has been insanely good in his return to the Brewers. Six innings, no earned. Five innings, three earned. Seven innings, no earned. Five innings, two earned. Six innings, one earned. Again, that averages out to a 186 ERA. That is phenomenal. Saturday night, Corbin Burns. Gets a win, pitches very well. Brewers win 7-5. Bullpen tried to give it away. Brewers win 7-5.
and then they get shut out on Sunday, three nothing. Good outing from Colin Ray for the most part, but the Brewers couldn't get any runs across the board. You get to, you, you did get to see Shohei hit a home run if you went on Sunday, which seemed like a lot of people did. Uh, a lot of people were at this series. You know, maybe maybe you save your money for the Tigers series and uh, go to the Angels series. This is the voicemail that was making me laugh earlier. Matt in the Falls went to the Wednesday game of the Tiger series. And uh, he went by himself. He had tickets on 4-14, April 14th. The Brewers had a 4-1 day promotion. So he bought a ticket for $4.14. And this was his game report from last Wednesday. I, I laughed at this a couple times. Matt in the Falls. Hello, Bart. It's me, Matt in the Falls. Uh, just left the Brewer game. Um, took a piss on me or something. Um, I just, just wasn't feeling it today. I expected the roof to be open. It was not. It's a beautiful 50-degree day. Sun is shining. And, yeah, they got closed in like it's some sort of cheap arcade. I don't know. And then it's also kids' night or kids' day. So... The red light. Um, kids day, so there are like a thousand kids all around me up in my four dollar and fourteen cent uh four fourteen day promotional ticket thing. Um, so I have you know had kids screaming and running and uh, you know excuse me, excuse me, going in front of me and brushing my knees just hundreds of times. Um, so that got a little old. But uh, Brewers are playing well. We were up 5-2 when I left. Um, picked up a couple uh, Freddy for all the bobbleheads for the kids because um, one little shit brought like nine back from the concourse and his mom yelled at him and I was like, I'll take two. I have children, so, you know, you only have seven now. Um, what else? Oh, the pitch clock. Absolutely loved it. First experience in person. I think it's the greatest thing to happen to baseball since uh, I don't even know. It's is awesome. It's better than interleague play because interleague play. Um, I don't know. This Tiger series does nothing for me. That's another reason why I left. Like, okay, we're up five two on the Tigers. Fifth inning. Like, who gives a fuck about the Tigers? Honestly, like, can we just like simulate these games? Like, I mean, I know the alternative is playing the Cubs like 20 times a year, but I mean, this is this is dreadful, um, which is probably why they make it kids day on Wednesday, and, you know, April. So jokes on me for going, I guess. But uh, I got to see a home run, got some bobbleheads, got to experience the pitch clock, which as, uh, as I was saying, I loved it. I thought that um, it gives you the perfect amount of time to see the pitch, you know, process it, look up, look at the stats, look at where you are in the uh, in the game, you know, check out the ballpark, take it around, and then look back down. And it doesn't let you, it doesn't let you go for your phone. So you have to either choose phone or game. Because if, if, you, if you can be on your phone and actually pay attention to a baseball game now, then you're a psychopath. Because it's just, there's there's too much going on. So I chose the game, and I barely touched my phone. Uh, okay, and then he got cut off. But that, I thought it was a great, um, you know, bird's eye view of what being at a game was like. Stole a couple bobbleheads, gave them to his kids. And uh, I thought there were some good points on the on the pitch clock. The Brewers in the NL Central are looking pretty good. At this point, 18 and 10 game and a half back of the pirates at 20 and nine. I think uh, a good Twitter poll would be who is a better record at the end of the season. The pirates at 20 and nine or the Cardinals at 10 and 19. I think the Cardinals would probably win that poll. Um, But that's, you know, that's the part of having a team that you don't have any expectations for. And, you know, it's got to be a blast. Good start to the season for the Brewers, 18 and 10. We've had decent starts as of late. Not sure we expected it with this crew, but the Pirates will go 20 and 9. And then on the opposite side of that, 
I'm kind of like intrigued with what's going on with the White Sox. Hiring Tony Larusa may have cost them a World Series. It set them back. Now they're on the. I don't even know who their manager is right now. Eight and twenty-one. The White Sox are after a win on uh, Sunday, I believe. But they've just been. Oh, how did I not know this? It's Pedro Griffel. Griffel, Griffel, Joe, Griffel. I've heard it both ways. I mean, what are, what are they doing? They're eight and twenty-one. That's ridiculous. Brewers do see them at some point coming up, uh, maybe a little bit later. They go back out west again. So they've got not too many late nights, 740 starts in a couple of nights, day game on Thursday. They're off Monday. Uh, then uh, Friday series in San Francisco, play Friday night, and then uh, afternoon game. So a couple of different games there that they will be in. You know, uh, maybe my next live show I can do Sunday the 7th. After the Brewer game, kind of catch everybody up with the Brewers and where we're at, and and see where things are. Because I don't, yeah, I got, you know, I had this great schedule when to do live shows. Oh, Bucks are on. Let's do a live show. Bucks are on. Let's do a live show. And now I just want to find a, I get enough time. Do I schedule one every week? Do I try to do them on some Sundays? I could, uh, I could work on that. We, we could, we could figure out like a day and time that's always going to be live. Maybe Mondays at a certain time, or something. Uh, I think that would be a good idea. Yeah, maybe maybe starting next week, Mondays at a certain time. To be determined, but I like that. Or like Monday Brewers post, um, but then they don't play every Monday. They actually don't play a lot of Mondays. Now I'm just looking at the schedule and talking out loud. I think Monday's a good night for it because I'm already, you know, away from the family anyway. It's Monday night, raw night. Then I can do the show, catch up on raw, pass out. Snore all night, get kicked out of my bed going downstairs. So not this week. Uh, I got some other stuff planned for this week, but maybe I'll try to lock that down. All right, I'm Bart Winkler. Good to be with you. Check out the website, bartwinklershow.com. Thanks to the guys at Sunday Interactive. Remember, the Omaha Steaks code is still good. Get a package, the burger flight, put in the code BART, and you can get your package at omahasteaks.com. We got uh, scheduled to appear. I'm going to catch back up with Ty Windish of the Eurostep podcast, go over some of these scenarios. I'm sure we'll get it mm -hmm, mm -hmm on here. And I do need to talk to Ryan Horvat. So still plenty to get to riding that steam of the box playoffs. Then they fuck me over. Yeah. Giannis doesn't think it's a failure. Watch my numbers nosedive. Cause I don't have you guys to talk about. You fucking assholes. Warriors. Hey, Warriors live post games. Anybody? Just me, Ram. Ram likes the Warriors. All right, we'll talk to you uh, Tuesday. Bart Winkler Show. All right, I was just about to post the episode. I did watch the end of the hockey game. Boston lost. I guess that is kind of funny. Go Panthers. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.